0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm on Facebook Live at the beginning of the show. It's very rare that I start it when the show starts. A couple of things I wanted to talk about today. Got a bunch of things. I tried to like take a little bit of notes on all these things see what we get to, see what you're interested in. First is that the Amazon rainforest is burning. just kind of ironic, right? The rainforest is on fire. And it's apparently been on fire for 16 days. You probably haven't heard about it until maybe the last couple of days when social media starts to take hold and the people that care about this stuff start sharing that and then snowball effect and all of a sudden everybody knows. But it, it's been going on for, for a couple of weeks anyway and nobody's actually... Paid attention until maybe now when oh look, the public's kind of interested in this, and then all the websites pick it up because clicks, you get clicks on the website. Uh, Spider-Man is leaving Marvel. Somebody sent me this the other day, and I saw a couple of posts on it after I sent it. This is always kind of funny, right? If somebody sends you like a like a tweet or a a post and you see it, and then like Facebook or Twitter's like, oh, that person must be interested. In this story, and then those stories start showing up on your timeline. So I saw a couple of those posts yesterday. But after someone sent me that, is that weird? Is Spider Spider Man leaving Marvel? I mean, Spider Man was supposed to be the ne- the next Iron Man. What if you if you didn't see the the newest Spider Man movie, which is really good? Uh, he he's, he's supposed to be kind of taking over for Iron Man as as the leader of you know whatever you want to call that that group, not the Super Friends. Uh, and now he's out. Because they can't, Disney doesn't want to fight with Marvel. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, oh, the other thing I saw—it's—it's now okay to bring your your comfort animal or your—I guess you know you bring your dog. Now I can't think of the term, but uh, miniature horses are now allowed on planes. Your your comfort miniature horse. Not sure where the horse would sit. Do you have to buy? I mean, you probably have to get a couple of tickets, right, to give to get your miniature horse. To uh, sit next to you so you feel okay on the plane. Um, Giving away Rockin' the Dock Ticks. I got a little sheet here. Rockin' the Docks is Saturday. August 24th, that's Saturday. 5 to 7.30 is Spare Parts Project. Sweet Siren will be playing from 8 to 12 p.m. I've got a pair of tickets to give away. It's a Bryce Prairie event. Rocking the Docks, I'll, I'll probably do that maybe either before one of the newses, during one of the newses, or at the end of the show. There was like a little nice info sheet with all that Rocking the Docks stuff, but it's gone. Um, another thing I did, I talked to La Crescent Police Chief Doug Stavenow about the new cell phone law in Minnesota that took, uh, took, in, took effect August 1st. You can no longer have a cell phone in your hand while you're driving, Or you have to get better at driving with like your head tucked, maybe parallel to the steering wheel so that police can't see you. Uh, Record a conversation with Doug there because he has things to do after 5 p.m. Punching out. He's punching out at 5 p.m. So he can't talk on the phone. No, he said he had plans. I'm just giving him crap. Um, So and then uh, if you're driving south out of La Crescent, you might also notice that traffic's backed up. So just to warn you. There, uh, when I talked to Doug about this earlier today, he didn't know. And then he called me just a little while ago and said that the DOT in Minnesota is crack-sealing. Crack-sealing Southeast Minnesota highways beginning today or beginning yesterday. And they're doing Highway 16 right now. So if you're going that way, it's not going to be great for you. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. If you want to give me a call, if you want to text in, you got comments on... Amazon Rainforest burning. Spider-Man leaving Marvel. Comfort animal miniature horses that you could take on planes. Uh, You got opinions on rocking the docks. Have you been pulled over for uh, texting and driving or talking on your phone in Minnesota? I am very conscious of this. Not that I'm talking on my phone a lot. I got a Bluetooth speaker, so it's really annoying. I have a Bluetooth speaker in my car, and I turn it on, and then I call people. And then they can't hear me because of the echo, because when they talk, they can then hear themselves talking through the speaker. So I have my phone on a on the dash, like hooked to a little magnet, but then I'm holding the Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> Is that illegal? I should. I, I forgot to ask Doug that. Doug, if you're listening, 608-785-7914, call me and tell me if that's illegal. But then you would be exposed to the fact that you are not busy and could actually talk and listen. Um, Oh, and on WKTYsports.com, you have to go check out this video of Aaron Rodgers landing in Winnipeg today. Packers play the Raiders tomorrow, but they're playing in Canada, playing in Winnipeg. Rodgers sporting, obviously, the mustache is the first thing you notice. But if you look a little closer, he's wearing the Canadian tuxedo, which is really funny. Rodgers is like the best. Is he the best at that in the NFL, just being like like the goofy guy? Or is it just because we live around here and we get all those tweets and social media posts? The Packers shared that post. Uh, the Packers play the Raiders on WKTY tomorrow, which means high school football, which begins tomorrow night, will be right here on wisdom Drew Kelly and Grant Bills on the call. Eau Claire North is headed to town to play lacrosse central. Uh, we've got a text here from Adam. Marvel comic universe is the Avengers have a great show. Thanks. I I just don't have that. I can't get that stuff right off the, I know they're not the super friends, the Avengers. Yeah. Marvel comic universe. So Spider-Man was supposed to kind of take over the Avengers with the, uh, passing of Iron Man. Are we, is it spoiler alert that I need to say spoiler alert? Because Iron Man isn't part of the Marvel comic universe anymore. If you watched the last Avengers movie, uh, sorry if you haven't, it's, uh, a terrible movie and you don't want to see it anyway. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. We're going to take a quick break for news a couple spots and we'll be back out. And with uh we're going to be back with the interview with Doug Stabenow after this. All right, welcome back to LaCrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. The number. If you want to text, call the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 608. 608- 785-7914. I talked with La Crescent Police Chief Doug Stavenaw. Minnesota Law started in August 1st. that You can't have your cell phone in your hand while driving. And I'm going to play that interview right now. If you want to text him while this interview is going, I'll text you back. If you want to call in, you'll have to wait until after the interview. We're talking to La Crescent Police Chief Doug Stavenaw. Doug, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about two things. When I was coming into town, there was some road construction out there, and it was down to one lane, and traffic was backed up way up both ways. And then the other thing is we're 21 days into the new no-keeping-your-cell-phone-in-your-hand driving law in Minnesota. Which one do you want to hit first?
1: The construction one, um, I'm a little bit light on details on, but I was doing a little digging on uh, DOT website and I called their dispatch center. And uh, um, near as I can tell, they're just doing some road type maintenance. Uh, might be a mill and overlay, but I, I, we don't have much information to work with on that one.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, because when I was coming in, uh, when I was driving by there, about a, about 3:30 or 4, you know, around there. You know, traffic uh, going out of La Crescent towards Hoka Houston area way backed up, and then coming in. You know, so there it, it just seemed uh, like a like an odd time to start doing that. I and, and maybe they'll be done by five, but it just seemed funny. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It does kind of bottleneck through there. Um, okay, so the new cell phone law. We were talking off air for a little bit, but can you can you just go into the the details of, of how you guys have or you haven't really had a whole lot of trouble with it yourself, right?
1: Well, we haven't had a de- uh, ticket issued for the department. It doesn't mean that it's not going on, but we've been a little bit preoccupied with staffing on, on other issues and, and other higher-priority items. Um, what we are hearing, though, from law enforcement uh, locally is that uh, there are cars being stopped from for it, um, and tickets are being issued. Uh, Minnesota State Patrol has got a campaign right now that they're working pretty uh, diligently on as far as making awareness and uh, enforcing what the new law reads Um we're seeing generally, as just in our observations of patrol and things like that, we're seeing uh, fairly decent compliance with it. Of course, there's not 100, percent and when we all hop in our personal vehicles, we see all kinds of things. It's funny how reactions change when a squad car is in the vicinity, and and people tend to do things do the do things like they should be doing when when law enforcement's visible.
0: Yeah, you just need to take all those old squad cars that you kind of you, you know retire and just park them throughout your district. <laughs> I think. <laughs>
1: Well, you might you might be surprised that we do have some tactics that we use on occasion that uh, we are just creating a presence and and uh, you know trying to maximize uh, personnel time and and so forth and still gain compliance on the law with using marked cars and visibility.
0: I know somebody drives like a they must drive like a charger or a challenger what I think a charger you guys drive and then they park it by the La Crescent Animal Rescue right off the main drag there in La Crescent the four lane. And I'm always like, oh, cops! Look. You know, not that I'm speeding or anything, but I'm like, oh. and and then I drive I'm like, oh yeah, it's whoever owns that charger. That it's all black. It looks like an unmarked car.
1: Yeah, so we got we we got a fleet of Dodge Chargers and and a one F1 F-150 or F-150 Ford pickup truck and the one car we intentionally um we call it a ghost car. The decals you have to be paying very close attention to recognize that it is a fully marked squad car. Um there's no light bar on the top and so forth and uh and the intention of that car that purpose is is that uh, just create awareness that, you know, just because we're not highly visible, we still are present and um um that, you know, just make those good choices, be safe about Um, you know, don't, don't uh, endanger others around you and and take that risk of uh, harming yourself or anybody else.
0: Now, now you mentioned, uh, it's funny how you're, if you're in your, if you're off duty, maybe just in your, in your car pickup. And then if you're on duty in the squad car, can you talk about like when you're off duty and you're just in your, your, your regular car, you, you see people often on their cell phones a little bit more and and doing stuff like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, Yes. uh, You drive a four-wheel drive truck that sits a little bit higher, and it, it's kind of fun, I guess. I would consider it kind of fun. You're sitting at the stoplight kind of watching what's going on around you, who's around you, and it, it's just I've I've noticed that uh, when I'm in my personal vehicle, the compliance is a lot uh, worse, I guess, than it is when I'm sitting at the same stoplight and I may be in that marked uh, F-150 Ford truck. The phones don't seem to be as as present as they are
0: when I'm just tooling around in my own vehicle. Uh, I guess we could have explained this a little bit better for people that don't know. In Minnesota, beginning August 1st, people, can you just explain the law? Is it as simple as you can't have your phone in your hand, or is there a little bit more to it?
1: Yeah, so it's called the hands-free law, um, just for short. Uh, the only time that you can have the hand in, or the phone in your hand is if you are in an emergency situation and you need to make notification. Uh, basically, one touch is allowed. So, like if your phone w- either you had Bluetooth or your phone was mounted to your dash, you could activate call through a one-touch process only. Uh, it doesn't mean that you could search your contact logs, pick the name, then dial the phone. It's to simplify it so that we have less driver distraction. Um, on the roadways. The other permissible use for the phone is as a GPS unit. Um, Obviously, again, there's some attention things. It would be nice if you had pulled over and and, or maybe had the route uh, uploaded into the maps prior to leaving, and we want to minimize the distractions while you're behind the wheel.
0: And how... I, um, what is, what do you think is the best way for I, in my, in my car, I just have, it's just like a little magnet. My phone has a, like it's a metal back. So it's real easy to magnetize my phone to my dash. And it's just, it just sticks on the dashboard. It's pretty easy for me to just, when I get in my car, I slap the phone there. Um, a better option might be to throw your phone in the trunk, right? Like what, what do you, what do you suggest?
1: So if your car isn't equipped with the, the Bluetooth or some similar technology, um, a lot of the newer cars are coming with technology that you can set up that uh, you can just simply do it by voice commands and so forth. But if you do have an older model car like iDrive or whatever, um, explore some options of uh, either obtaining a Bluetooth-compatible device that would make you hands-free or else uh, even just simply mounting it the the phone to your dashboard so that you don't have to manipulate it or, or touch it. Uh, the other option is if it's still too irresistible to have to play with or manipulate while you're driving is simply turn it off and and put it out of reach.
0: Do you throw yours in the bed of your truck sometimes, just so you don't pay attention to your phone?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I so I'm just as human as everybody else, and I, I would like to say that I'm, I'm I, I I do the best I can to comply. I mean, obviously, um, uh, I want to set a good example for others and stuff, and I do understand how it can be a distraction. And and having some teenage drivers in my household and stuff, uh, we have a lot of conversations about you know making good choices and doing things that are safe and it's it's not only about your own personal safety, it's just about that uh, what the implications are for you know being distracted for that millisecond or split second and how that inf- inf- impacts somebody else if they were hurt and how that would affect their entire family and things like that. The goal of it is just to create safety and awareness and and, pre- and prevent those preventable injuries crashes that we can do.
0: Now you said you had some you haven't given any tickets, but have you, you've had officers pull some people over. I and mean, maybe you have you yourself pulled anyone over just to when when you see someone on their phone?
1: Well, I, I, yes, I have in the past previously when I've, I've noticed people that are texting and really engaged in their distracted driving, um, I have talked to them about that. Um, there has been tickets issued in the past for some driving conduct involving phones and so forth. Um, we just haven't had the, the the resources right now to just plug into do, doing a really aggressive campaign as far as. Uh, pulling over people watching for the specific violation, you know, those violations that are occurring in front of us uh, when we we are out patrolling and so forth, you know, we obviously are are still continuing to stop vehicles and and, uh, enforce what we're seeing.
0: Do you guys just say, I mean, you're in a a unique situation, as is everybody on this side of the state, up and down the, the border. Maybe some people from Wisconsin don't even know that when they cross over into Minnesota, you can't have your phone in your hand. Uh, Do you you find that happens a a little bit and do you have to like update? Hey, by the way, and and maybe somebody's like, I didn't even know that was a law. I I don't know if you've experienced that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Being local law enforcement, one of the things that I guess we pride ourselves in the department is just being uh, opportunity or having the opportunity to educate the public. Um, we're not all about writing tickets or, or things like that, and some of that is an educational process. Um, with the new law, I uh, really appreciate the media, given the attention that, that it's given it, uh, to create the awareness, because then uh, it makes our job so much more easier if people are hearing the message and, and it's being reinforced, that, and they're going, okay, well, you know, this is something that I have to modify my own behavior to be in compliance. But there's actually uh, we've had conversations about that, and I've actually been kidded by family members because as soon as I've been in Wisconsin and made that personal call or whatever they're doing, well, why are you calling when you're uh, driving? That's not right. Well, I'm in the state of Wisconsin, technically, <laughs> so I'm not violating any laws.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, do you kind of wish as a law enforcement officer, maybe not as a citizen, but as a law enforcement officer, Wisconsin would sh- at least change the law so it's same the same as Minnesota, you know, to make things easier on you and, and just make maybe make things safer on the roads? Or, or do you see that the, this law is kind of a hassle?
1: Uh, I don't see it necessarily as a hassle. I think that we have to uh, keep, I think we have to be vigilant as as a society in in, uh, keeping up with tech and doing things that aren't creating um, that that potential for physical injury. Uh, As as far as, um, you know, the more time goes on, the more cars that are becoming available with the tech, uh, it's just a matter of, I I think we're going to have 100% compliance at some point because there won't even be a car on the road other than those that are for collector purposes that won't have the tech as part of standard equipment it's kind of um how the cars have developed over the years and you're watching how manual transmissions used to be the cheap option now it's an extra cost to order a manual transmission you know and i think the same thing is going to apply to the electronics that consumers are eventually just going to demand that all the cars have this and the manufacturers are going to meet that demand
0: yeah i guess when that guy restores his 1956 f100 he should put a bluetooth in there too while he's while he's at it
1: Yep, and that's kind of the route that that I think that we'll be at is that there'll be a day and time that uh, to keep those cars on the road, or otherwise just turning your phone off and actually living in the moment of 1955, where there was no cell phones.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, a little off topic, but I talked to uh, a city council member in Lacrosse here about hiring a new Lacrosse police chief. Uh, do you guys? Do you, I know you guys don't have any say in that? But are, how interested are you guys in who the new police chief of Lacrosse would be? we
1: We've had a great working re- relationship with the city of lacrosse um I, obviously if somebody new coming in there c b s news update early and, and talk about how, what kind of resources we can share um one thing that's advantageous for us is that lacrosse is a bigger city and that you have uh there's more opportunities for um uh specialized or or uh um, more in-depth, um pave equipment that they can purchase. That obviously we have to save up and scrimp for. And uh, we obviously want to continue that great working relationship and talk about, you know, if that if that worst-case scenario happened, how would we address it as as a community and and it together and what what we could pull together to make it it uh, better for the residents.
0: Now, the the commission that's in charge of hiring a new police chief is also. At the same time, they're trying to hire, I think they they have seven applicants for just regular officers, new officers that they're going through, and they might not even take all seven applicants, you know, and they might not hire all seven. You mentioned staffing issues. Uh, are you guys having the same problem of, of ha- finding enough police officers?
1: Uh, one thing that we've noticed uh, is that it trends across the, the the state of Minnesota itself, or at least what I've noticed is that uh, the, there are declining numbers of people applying for the position. Um, I'm aware of some agencies that are lowering requirements and, and what what uh, strict standards they used to have. They seem to be relaxing a little bit just to, to get a pool of candidates that they could interview and uh, see if they,
0: they can employ them. So you you are you guys do you guys feel like you're having you have enough staff or you're always looking
1: well, uh, I, we, we are currently um, filled up with staff here. Um, the, one of the benefits that I have working for the small town that we're at is that uh, our workforce is, has been fairly stable, and, and knock on wood, uh, we have some long-term employees, and I hope that uh, that that kind of continues on so I don't have some of the headaches of dealing with new hires.
0: <laughs> now, when you guys do these public events, are you going to always make it Mike Ernster that gets in the dunking tank and gets you know tomatoes thrown at him, or will it be somebody else at some point?
1: We can certainly switch it up a little bit. Um, some of us like the attention better than others, and Mike uh, is a kind of a glutton to, to volunteer to be that uh, figure front out out there for us. So uh, we take full advantage of it when he's offering.
0: I feel like everybody would love to dunk the police chief, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, and there might be a day and time that that could happen.
0: All right. That, uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, Doug, for for Just coming don't... on air with me.
1: Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a see good you. Good afternoon.
0: That was Lacrescent Police Chief Doug Stavenoff joining us. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back on WIZM after this.
1: The blood
0: All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talking text line, arguing with uh, free speech Fred about climate change right now on the text line. It's always fun. Again, the show talking about the Amazon rainforest burning. You guys haven't heard this. It might show up on your timeline if you're on social media now because your phone has heard me say it. And then your phone will start showing you stories about it because now it thinks you're interested in it. Uh, Amazon's Amazon is the largest rainforest in the world. Creates 20% of the Earth's oxygen. So when it's burning, that's probably not good. Uh, It's been called the Lungs of the World. Brazil is covered in almost all rainforest. It is a home to about 3 million species of plants and animals and a million indigenous people. It's been on fire for about 16 days. There's been barely any media coverage of it until now, I suppose. Now that I'm talking about it. But it's just starting to show up on people's timelines, I think, lately. As, uh, you know, if, if nobody tells you Brazil is burning, would you even know? Like, how would you know? Smoke from the fires have caused uh, caused a blackout Monday in Sao Paulo, which isn't a huge surprise, right? Like, if the fire has been burning for two weeks, and but the biggest surprise there is that Sao Paulo is 1,700 miles away from the fire, and it's caused a blackout on Monday. Brazil's National Institute for Space and Research, the INPE, said its satellite data showed wildfires at an 84% increase from the same period in 2018. 84% it's up. 74,000 wildfires this year in, in the Amazon. More than 9,500 new forest fires in the country since last Thursday. 9,500 new forest fires since last Thursday. The Research Center, in uh, also published data showing an inc- 88% increase in deforestation there in June compared to the same month a year ago. So maybe maybe they're cherry-picking months there. It's hard to say, but uh, the newly elected president, Jair Bolsonaro? Bolsonaro, I don't know, I'm not Brazilian, I couldn't tell you how to say his name. He uh, After that news came out that the deforestation has increased 88%, he fired the head of the National Institute for Space and Research. Doesn't want that, new, doesn't want that uh, news out there, I guess. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. You guys starting to hear about the Amazon rainforest? Is that concerning to you? 7, 74,000 wildfires this year, 9,500 since last Thursday. Uh, on wisdomnews.com, we had the other day, remembering the historic flood of August 2007. So we go from fires to flood. Uh, do you guys remember that back in between August 18th and 20th in 2007, the one to two inches? You can see some pictures. We put a nice little story by Caitlin up there on our website. I, I was in Winona during that flood. I remember having to do... I worked for the Winona Daily News at that time. I remember having to do a couple of flooding stories. But it was my birthday on August 19th. So, like, right in the middle of that flood. And uh, I got up pretty pretty late. And I just kind of... I didn't really understand it was flooding. Because I was a sports journalist. So, we weren't really covering flooding. At that point, it wasn't anything. But by the time... And I had that day off. So, by the time I wandered... I got up and I wandered to the quick trip in Minnesota city. I think I just drove down there and I thought it was weird that the like parking lot was underwater and there were national guards, people running all over the place. And I just, I didn't think of any, I was kind of out of it. I wasn't hung over or anything. You might think that being my birthday and all, but I was just kind of just groggy, but I needed some milk because I just, that's all it's number day. some milk. So I go down to the quick trip and the floor is got like an inch of water on it. And I just like, whatever. I, I have no idea. And I grab the milk and I go to the cashier and I I only had a credit card and he just looks at me and he goes, what are you doing? And and he wasn't even the cashier, he's probably like the owner or something. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, uh, getting some milk. And he goes, look around, man. We're not open. (laughs) Everything's flooded. So obviously like the kid and he just gave me the, he's like, just take it. It's fine. Um, And then I, I was like, what's going on? So I started driving around the city of Winona and yeah, like all the Goodview, the Goodview Lake, the whole park was underwater, all those soccer fields. And, and then like, oh yeah, go to work the next day and, and start covering. I, I went and covered the Rushford Peterson high school football team, maybe that Friday, maybe even the next Friday. I think it was right right in that. Maybe that was a couple of days later, I bet. And I remember some old lady's house had exploded because the flooding you know, caused a gas leak and then the gas leak ignited and... Uh, the neighbors there had had to go and rescue that lady to get her out of her house. And the, the football game was kind of like, it was nice for the football game to be at home because Rushford really flooded out and the football field was okay. And they played that football go- game at home and it was nice for the community to all come together. Football team was always really good. Every year that team's really good and... It was it was great for the community to come together and and they got to celebrate a win that night and just it, it like it escape the tragedy of all their homes being flooded to be able to uh just come watch watch a football team who they they back tremendously there in Rushford 608-785-7914 the better hearing center talking text line uh, Eric's waiting Eric I'm sorry I just wanted to to do a little bit of a rant there but uh go ahead Eric from Sparta
1: Yeah I got to tell you this uh this stuff about your life story and this uh, climate change BS you're talking about—it just enough of this stuff. We all know this. We, we hear it more and more every day. How about some local stories instead of the break?
0: Okay, like Eric, are you listening? Like just every day, every day. Eric's complaining. He's got to complain. It's great. I kind of love it. Uh, he hate listens to the show, uh, Eric. The flood in August two thousand seven that happened this week, so it kind of like the last three days, 2007, 12 years ago, happened here. It rained one to two inches per hour, according to the National Weather Service. Stoddard and the south side of La Crosse reported more than twelve inches. That was here, Eric. The Amazon rainforest is burning. That's going to affect us. Also, climate change also going to affect us. That's a that's a local issue. Because it's all going to affect us. Uh, Stoddard in the south side of La Crosse reported more than 12 inches in that flood back in August 2007. Outgoing La Crosse County Emergency Management Coordinator Ke- Kevin Keith Butler on wisdomnews.com said it's never-ending flooding. What used to be three inches of rainfall was unthinkable. Now, six to even 15 inches of rain events, rainfall events have become the new norm for us. So if you don't think like climate change and 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 everything around us is changing at an exponential rate, you're you're out of your mind. And if you don't think that's a local issue, you're also out of your mind because look what's happening around us six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four the Better Hearing Center talk and text line if you want to want to complain that climate change isn't actually happening, or you want to back me up. Uh, Rug from Trempolo, Texan best duck season ever the year of the flood. Back in 2007, apparently, um, yeah, probably, probably a lot of places to for the ducks to go. I guess I don't know. Can you? Are you hiding? There are better places to hide. Uh, another story came up today, kind of environmentally. <laughs> Ryan Ryan Texan, in the liberal climate change is made up. What what about climate change? When we're talking about climate change, why is that a liberal issue? Like. We, we all are affected by this. W- what kind of gains are are people getting out of discussing how the climate's changing? Like what are we getting out of that? Like it's gonna be harder. Like everything's gonna be harder because we're not doing anything to combat this. Um, I shared with Free Speech Fred on the text line, and I can put it in the comments on the Facebook live video. There's an easy way to, to like ch- display climate change. And the easiest way to do that is a comic on xkcd.com, which just show it shows a comic every day. Pretty funny, pretty funny website. If you just want like one little interesting factoid or funny comic, um, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put that comic on the comments section of the Facebook Live video. There it is, right there. You can look at that. You can see how climate change is being affected by humans because exponentially we're just we're increasing this more and more 608 the better hearing center talking text line we'll be back after this Caroline. all right welcome back to the cross talk p.m you want to get in here 608 the better hearing center talking text line i'm going to give away rocking the dock tickets in a little bit here as we wrap up the show Talk about the Amazon forest burning. We talked to Doug Stabenow with the La Crescent Police Department, the chief there, about the new cell phone law. And actually kind of surprised. He said they haven't given any tickets out for people driving on their phones. And he uh, also admitted that he himself sometimes looks at his phone while driving. So maybe he'll give himself the first ticket. That would be funny. Doug, maybe give yourself the first ticket in La Crescent for uh, cell phone driving. The state of Minnesota... So the state patrol definitely giving tickets for driving with your cell phone in your hand. So if you're on the highway, if you're in the Crescent, no big deal. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> They're going to start giving tickets at some point. Uh Forgot to do this yesterday. So I'm going to do it today. Animal fact of the day. It's uh in contradiction with a story that we have on the wisdomnews.com website. But before we do that, let's listen to Mary.
1: It's almost childish. You could tell. This Wednesday, he asked people to call in um, if they had a favorite animal. Because for some reason, he was fascinated by otters.
0: That's Mary. She loves the show. Uh, yeah, otters uh, lay on their back in the water and smash their food with a rock. Like crabs and stuff, they open it up. They, they use a rock and they smash it on their own stomach. Super funny. Uh, raccoon. On wisdomnews.com, a raccoon trapped in a vending machine apprehended for burglary. A raccoon in Florida. Of course, this happened in Florida. Police say a raccoon was trapped in a vending machine at a high school. They freed it, of course. The sheriff's officials joked on Facebook the gentleman was apprehended for burglary of a vending machine. A sheriff's spokesman said a deputy stationed at the high school was notified of the trapped raccoon and called animal control for assistance. They rolled the vending machine to an open area of the school, and after about two hours, the raccoon was set free. It took them two hours. They didn't have any change, apparently. Uh, photo on the sheriff's page. You can see the photo on wisdomnews.com. It's pretty funny. It's just a, the raccoon. It's not a very clear photo. The uh, the police department there, apparently not the greatest at taking pictures. Uh, so in in regards to that, the animal... Fact of the day is going to be hovering around raccoons, of course. I get situated here and try to play this while I'm doing that. Uh, thanks to the black markings, if you notice, raccoons they got little black markings that fall across their eyes. Raccoons have been typecast as the conniving thief or the trickster figure in stories for centuries. But their famous black masks do more than make them look adorable, like adorable outlaws. They also help them see clearly. The black fur works just like the black stickers athletes wear under their eyes. The dark color absorbs incoming light, reducing glare that would otherwise bounce into their eyes and obstruct their vision. At night when raccoons are most active, less peripheral light makes it easier for them to perceive contrasts and objects of their focus, which is essential for seeing in the dark. So hopefully, you probably already knew that because anyone who's paid attention to sports notices uh, people put that black liner under their eyes. Maybe you didn't know that. It helps them see better. Reduces glare. Uh, Had a whole bunch of raccoon facts. I just, uh, there's so many. There's so many raccoon facts. Their hands, they have hands just like humans. One lived in the White House. All right, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll do it all again tomorrow.